the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near, and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Isn't it kind of funny the things that we believe when we're children? You know, I believed that there was a monster that lived in my closet, but yet that my little blue blanket would protect me from the monster. And I mean, who among us didn't believe that when we walked out of our rooms that our toys didn't somehow come to life? I mean, there were like four movies on that very thing. And we all believed that it was true, right? That, that when, when you walk out of the room that all of a sudden your army men would, fight, go, would start fighting each other or your cars would race around the room. I mean, that's how my room got messed up as I was, when I was a kid. I, I'm quite convinced of that. But now one of the weird things that I believed was I thought that in the TV, all the characters of the shows lived inside of it. Now, for those of you who are a little younger than I am, you got to understand that back then, TVs weren't quite flat like they are now. There was this big old back casing that came off the back. Plenty of room for little people to live in there and act, and act things out. I mean, the Smurfs, they were little anyway, so they just lived in my television. And when, when it was time for that show to come on, they, I guess they would come out of their dressing room and act it out. Perfectly reasonable, right? <laughs> of course... Then I found out how it really happened. You know, somewhere far, far on the other side of the country usually, there are normal-sized people that are acting things out, and, it's, and their image is captured in a camera, and then these people edit it together and do all these kinds of things, and then they beam these images up all the way into outer space to a satellite, and so when I flip the channel on my television, it immediately beams right back down into my home and it shows up on my screen and the images come out just the way they taped it. <laughs> you tell me which one's easier to believe. But there are strange things that people believe. You know, way back in the day, people believed that depression could be cured by putting an ice pick in the corner of a person's eye. I'm sure that cured a lot of things, but I'm not sure it cured depression. Uh, they also believed that evil spirits lived inside of Brussels sprouts. Now, if you don't like Brussels sprouts, maybe you can believe that. But for a long time, they would cut crosses every time they cooked in the top of it to expel the evil spirits. Then in more modern times, there was a group of people called Heaven's Gate. And they believed that when they committed suicide, God was going to pull them up into a spaceship behind the Hellbot Comet to take them off into heaven. Crazy, isn't it? And do you realize that there are people who actually believe that in the 60s, 
that a rocket was shot up into space and people came out and landed and walked on the moon? Insane, isn't it? How could people believe that? Well, I happen to be one of the people that believe that. But that's not the only strange thing that many of us believe, right? I mean, we have a whole book of stuff that's kind of out there. We call it the Bible. We believe that Moses raised his arms and parted the Red Sea so the Israelites could come through on dry land. We believe that that same man, Moses, hit a rock with a staff and water came out. We believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. And then we believe that that same Jesus Christ turned water into wine, fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. We believe that he walked on water and, and healed people just by saying the word. Then we believe this same Jesus died, was crucified, and then three days later was raised from the dead. And we all believe that it's on account of this God that we believe is present and active in our lives, even though we can't see him, we can't hear him, and we can't touch him. And we believe these things, don't we? But, you know, when we start talking about things that we believe in the Bible, we look at today's gospel reading, and that's almost unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, it is easier for us to believe that Jesus gave sight to a blind man than what we heard about today. Jesus is walking along by the, by the seashore, and he comes along Simon, who we later know as Peter, and his brother Andrew, and they were casting their nets into the sea because they were fishermen. And Jesus said, follow me, and immediately they got up and went. And then they went a little farther, and Jesus comes to James and John, the sons of Zebedee. And they were in their boat mending their nets. And the same thing happens. Jesus says, follow me, and it says they left their father in the hired hands, and immediately they went. Immediately. You know, there are some things that we believe, but that is unbelievable, isn't it? How are we supposed to believe that these seemingly intelligent men, without giving it a second thought, just got up and followed this guy? And they didn't just follow him for a minute. They followed him for years. Immediately. Now, I mean, you would think at least they would have said, uh, and you are... You know, they'd never seen him before. They didn't even ask his name. Or, so, where are we going? Or, would you mind if I, you know, dropped by and told my family that I was going somewhere? None of that. They immediately got up and went. Do you believe that that happened? You know why I think we struggle to believe it? We, it's easier for us to believe that Jesus was able to take a paralytic and, and, and tell that paralytic to rise and walk, and he did, that it is for us to believe that Peter, Andrew, James, and John actually followed without giving it a thought. And you know why? Because Peter, Andrew, James, and John are people like us. I mean, we believe that Jesus can do anything, right? I mean, Jesus is the Son of God, but Jesus didn't do this. They did. They got up and followed without question. And they're just normal people. 
They were just fishermen. Which is another part of this story that is kind of unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, all right. So why fishermen? Of all the professions that Jesus could have picked for disciples, we know that at least four of them were fishermen. Why? I mean, were they going to need people to catch fish for them all the time? I mean, what, what was up with that? But it's not like they were the, had the, the best jobs in the world that everybody looked up to. I mean, think about it. If you were going around picking 12 people to be on your team, you're going to find the best players, right? So you would think Jesus would have found, oh, I don't know, a public speaker. In that day and time, there were tons of them around. You know, a public speaker who could have gotten and stood up and convinced folks about Jesus. You know, maybe, just maybe, he could have find, found some politicians that, that people respected. Business owners. Oh, I know. How about some religious leaders? But fishermen? I mean, are we really supposed to believe that the Son of God walked up, told these average everyday Joes to to follow and they did and the ones that he chose to follow them were just fishermen that's hard to believe isn't it well let me one up you that same Jesus still calls everyday average people to follow and it's me and you Now, that's completely unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, I believe that God created churches, the local congregations, to change the world and filled it with normal people like us to go out and do His will. That's insane. Why would we believe that? And why would we follow? And I'll tell you the reason... The reason that we follow is because it's not our choice, it's God's. It's God is the one that's calling us. You want to know why Peter, Andrew, James, and John got up and went? It's because Jesus called them. It's not because they found the right answer or they figured it out. It's because it was Jesus that was calling. And Jesus is calling us as well. So what are we supposed to do with that, right? I mean, we talk about it all the time. Oh, well, God's calling you. Do we always answer God's call? Is God really calling me? So how do we know? What do we do? Well, the first thing we've got to do is we have to believe that God is calling us. And, and, and that can be tough. I know, I know that's really tough for me. You know, well, tough for you. You're a pastor. Yeah, that's the part that's hard to believe. Have you met me? I mean, I'm not the holiest guy in the world. I spend more time picking my foot out of my mouth than I do saying wise things. I mean, you know, I'm usually saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, doing the wrong thing or not doing anything at all. I mean, I'm not the guy that's supposed to be up here doing this. I understand. It's tough to believe that God calls normal people. Calls average people or or under, below average people. But that's exactly what happens. And so we need to realize that. We need to believe that. That yes, God is calling you to. 
God made you to be who you are, as you are, where you are, when you are, for a reason. And God is calling you to step up. And secondly, we've got to hit our knees and pray. We've got to ask God to make it very clear to us so that we know that we're being called. We've got to receive that call. We've got to, we got to know to hear that call, which means we've got to open our ears and eyes and, and, and mouth and listen. I know, I said, open your ears, eyes, and mouth, because it, that's how we listen to God. Because sometimes God's going to speak to us through a literal sign. You know, we, it, it wasn't but a few years ago, our, our former preschool director, we had just put up a sign, the, the new LED sign in front of the church at the time, and we were advertising on it. You know, now hiring preschool director. She drove by and had no plans to go anywhere else, saw the sign, and then ended up as our director here. She saw a sign. God called her through that. God also calls us through the voices of other people saying, you know what, you might be a really good nurse. You would be a, a, a great mechanic. That's how God calls us. And so be open, be receptive, listen. And then lastly, step up and do it. Yes, it takes risks. Yes, we might be afraid. But when God calls, we, we respond. That's how it works. I mean, we may be afraid. We may try to go the other way like Jonah did. But God catches up. Because it's not up to us. It's God's call. And my friend, he is calling us. He's calling you. The world needs us, in case you haven't noticed. Because the truth is, we don't know exactly what to believe anymore. There's so many stories saying this and that, and some people believe this, and some people believe that. But let's settle on something that we can believe in. There is a God who loves us, who saves us, who forgives us. And that same God is calling average, everyday people like four fishermen 2,000 years ago, and you, me, and the guy down the street today. And he's calling us to proclaim the good news. The good news that Jesus came to this world, gave his life so that we can have life and life eternal. This is the truth that the world needs to know. This is the truth that God is calling you to share. Go and share it. Amen.